Did you know locums docs make on average 33% more than employed docs? Got your attention now? So if you're considering locum tenants either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or maybe even 20. Locumstory.com is packed with unbiased information and tools to see what the trends are in your specialty and even make a decision if locums is right for you. My advice, make locumstory.com the go-to place to learn more about locum tenants. That's locumstory.com. This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. All right, we are back with another tip for our Docs Outside the Box tax series. We got Eric McLaughlin, CPA with over 20 years of experience. How you doing, Eric? Good, man. How you doing, Dr. Dago? I'm good. We're on a roll. So let, let's jump right into it. So you're probably not going to like good. this one. Or you may like this one, but I got to tell you, my sister actually just fired her CPA. For real, for real. She just fired her CPA. She, look, I don't have all the details, but the way how she describes it is, is she always feels like every time she's working with the CPA at the end of, or when it's time to do her taxes, it's almost like her CPA will say, see, what had happened was, is if you had told me about A, then we could have did this. But, you know, if you had started in, you know, January and she feels like she's always looking on a real rear view mirror as opposed to, okay, what should I, what steps should I take forward to make sure that we don't have this issue again when it's time to file our taxes again? How do we maximize all of these different tips so that when it's time for tax season, we can really get some benefits. But also at the same time, I don't know all of these tips. I'm relying on you, right? So basically the way how I describe it is I think most people kind of look at you almost like working with a mechanic. Not to, I'm not trying to compare, but what I'm saying is, is you speak a totally different language that I think most professionals don't understand. So when you say certain things or there's certain things that you understand, I may not know any of that stuff. I don't know what tips are going to work for me. I don't know what deductions are going to work for me. So when someone is looking for the CPA, let's start all the way at the beginning. When someone is looking to work with a CPA, they're looking to transition from H&R Block. They're looking to transition from, you know, TurboTax and so forth. How do you properly vet your CPA? Like, how do you determine if someone is proactive versus reactive? Well, I mean, so it really comes out in the discussion. So first of all, I will tell you that it's best to get a referral. You know, it, it, we're dealing with people's money. We're dealing with people's social security numbers. You want to say, hey, okay, so you know this person, they deal with your stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll consider using them. That's probably number one. Number two is you want to find out, like, what is their process? How do they work with their clients? You know, and that's where you're really going to find out, are they more proactive versus reactive? If they say, hey, you know, we have this link, you upload stuff to our portal, we do your return, and then we'll walk through it. And that's the end of the story where they know they're more probably of a reactive type of person. They're not um, trying to engage and build a relationship. You really need and want your CPA or tax professional to be more proactive. You want to have dialogues throughout the year because as we're dialoguing, you're going to share 
different things. Like you might say, hey, I was thinking about buying a new car. And we'll say, hey, well, if you do this and this, maybe you could make it into a business induction. Or you'll say, you know, hey, I was even start thinking about starting a business. Oh, you're thinking about starting a business. Well, what kind of business are you trying to start? This is the things that you need to think about. Have you thought about what business structure you're going to be in? Have you thought about paying yourself? Like those things will come up naturally in conversation. And probably the third thing you want to look at also is whether or not they focus in on, which kind of deals with number two is tax planning. Because that's really mm. the bigger issue. I hear is, this a lot. I hear this a lot. So let's, let's check it out. Yeah, and it's, because that's really what it is. It's about planning. It's about the CPA being able to make recommendations in general that will, will apply, but also being able to hone in on other specific strategies that may specifically apply to a client. So typically what we do at our firm is when we engage a client, if whether we do whether we do the return first and then we do the tax plan or whether we do a tax plan first and then we do the return is we'll send them a questionnaire. So you have to know. So just as a level of setting expectations is, the more information the tax professional gets from you, the individual, no matter what field you're in, the better the tax plan is going to be. Because I can't tax plan, we can't make strategy without information from you. Information about from you as basic as do you have children? What age, what age are your children? That tells me whether or not there may be a potential to put the children, you know, on payroll. Another question is, you know, what does your spouse work or not? That helps me understand whether or not, for example, they may be able to go on payroll or they can contribute to retirement. But getting information from the individual, which I believe it or not, Dr. Dalko, can sometimes be harder than it seems, right. like pulling teeth. But it's important to be able to provide the right information. But then coming up with a tax plan that says specifically, if you do X, Y, and Z, I can save you $20,000 a year. Because, right, that's what you all want to hear at yes. the end of the day is, <laughs> okay, you're going to charge me this money, right? So now i got to get comfortable with the fact that you're going to charge me additional money to do a tax plan. How much money am I going to save? And the amount of money I save should be multiples of the amount of money I'm paying this tax professional to put together the tax plan. A word, Eric, is like that? Multiples? Multiples. Okay. Because that's, right. how that, because that's how they think about it. For example, there are tax professionals out there where they'll say, I can save you $100,000, right, on your tax return, but I'm going to charge you $20,000 to do it. So then you, as an individual taxpayer, have to say, I need to wrap my mind around the fact that I got to pay this guy $20,000 or this lady $20,000. <laughs> I better see how this is going to work. But that's how it works. That's how, gotcha. they, that's how it's thought about in this tax world. This episode is brought to you by locumstory.com. Backdrop. 2012, finishing my fellowship in Miami, and no decision bigger than where and how I was going to start working on my own. And there it was, the fork in the road. Being employed versus something I had never heard of before, locum tenants. So I decided to go the locums route, and I had a ton of questions then. I stumbled a bit, but eventually I was able to stand on my own, and I have been working locums over the past 10 years. Now, what about you? If you're considering locums, you probably have hella questions just like I did. Like, who covers my malpractice? Do I really have control over how often I work? And what are the tax implications? Now, lucky for you, locumstory.com has the answers you need. It's packed with unbiased information and advice from docs just like you. And there's nothing to sell here. It's just a simple resource for information, like finding out what's the average pay rate for your specialty. There's even a quiz to see if locums is right for you. So listen, take 
my advice. Locumstory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about locums. That's locumstory.com. Okay, so I get that point. That's a really good point. So how to, okay, I think the one thing that everybody, every surgeon who's listening to the show, everybody who's been in some type of lounge where they hear, listen, I got this guy or I got this woman who's doing this, my taxes, and they got me this deduction, that deduction, this, this, this. But if you don't know how to ask, like, so how do you have that relationship where, how should that relationship go so that you can bring up certain things with your CPA or do you see like, how do you know to ask for something when you don't know that you should be asking for something? I.e., how do you get that deduction that your friend is telling you about or your colleague is telling you about when you don't even know that you're supposed to be getting that? Should you be bringing that up on a, in a conversation by email? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how does that occur where they're like all of these things occur for other people, but it seems like it never occurs for you if you know how I'm describing it correctly? So, so yeah. So already a lot of people know a friend and say, hey, I heard about this, heard about that. Um, what I will say is it is perfectly fine. And I, as a CPA, want my clients to come and say, hey, I heard so-and-so said that I could do X, Y, and Z. How can we do this? Because then I can vet it out to say whether it's true or, or not. That's the first thing, because some people say stuff that's absolutely not true. They're doing stuff that they should not be doing. I have clients before me, for example, that have tried to write off, if they're in the business world, their whole uniform, their whole suits, write off their suits in their entirety. And I'm like, suits are not a deduction. You can't do that. Well, but so-and-so was when it doesn't matter. You can't do that. So it's those kinds of things that we want to, to, to vet out. And that's what happens when you start having regular dialogue. Also, I will tell you in the tax planning process, a lot of things will come up if the taxpayer, the client, fills out the questionnaire right in our, in our world. If you fill out the questionnaire right, the questionnaire is going to go through a universe of questions. It will, we will ask, for example, even Dr. Darko, are you willing to move to Puerto Rico? Because if you move to Puerto Rico, their tax system is more advantageous than if so you're in the U.S. That's the re- that is question, that the reason why there's all these like YouTube people or even just folks in general? It seems like once they reach a certain level with their businesses, whether they're coaches or whatever digital nomads, they go to Puerto Rico. Is that the reason why? There's a different, yeah, there's tax advantages to being in, in Puerto Rico versus being in the U.S., yes. Ah, uh, okay. So basically what you're saying is is that to work with your CPA in the most optimal way, it's more than just one conversation right before tax season. It is throughout the year where you're meeting with them on certain intervals and you're bringing up these issues, questions that you may have, or you're checking in with your CPA to say, hey, this is what's happened in my life, or they're asking you the same type of questions, correct? That, 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 that's exactly correct. Similar to as you as a doctor wouldn't know if I don't tell you what's going on with me, you ask me what the symptoms are, and I don't give you the symptoms. You can't fully or best diagnose my situation. You'll guess and you'll provide what best information you have based on the limited information I provide, but the more information I provide to you, the better you're able to help me. It's the same way with a CPA. The more information you provide and the more information I have access to, i.e. maybe your QuickBooks file, i.e. your investment statements, i.e. your retirement statements, all of that is information that helps me paint a better picture and better advise you on what direction to go. I think the best way I can describe this from a medical standpoint is I think getting your taxes done is probably equivalent of going to urgent care or going to the ER. Whereas doing tax planning and having a healthy relationship with your CPA is like 
you know, having a long-term relationship with your family medicine doc, your pediatrician, your internal medicine, where they're seeing you grow, they're spending a significant amount of time and they're seeing, you know, the changes that occur with the medications or whatever it may be that they're implementing. I guess that's the best way I could describe it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Last but not least, besides tax planning, doing your taxes, is there anything else that you should be expecting from your CPA? Now, I know that some people, when they work with their CPA, their CPA helps them with payroll. CPA helps them with some other things. Talk about that, if you can, quickly. So so I um, really, one thing that I really put, um, advise my clients on is making sure you have a set of books. I think individuals, companies kind of lay that to the side, like eh, they, don't, they don't put enough stake in it. But if you're really trying to one trying to get your best tax situation. When you, you say books, you mean like like your like a ledger, a- accounting, like accounting gotcha, records, gotcha. a financial statement, profit mm-hmm. and loss statement. How much money did I make, and where did that money go? If you can't clearly delineate that, we're already starting behind the eight ball. I'm already going to have problems because you're guessing at everything. You're guessing at what your travel expenses are. You're guessing at how much money you make. The financial statement creates the summary of that information in a digestible format that I'm able to determine and say, how much revenue did Dr. Darko bring in from this particular company? And where did that money go? How much did he spend on salaries, on rent, on um, other expenses to see whether or not you are (laughs) right side up or whether you're upside down. So that's one thing that we can assist with. Payroll is is another because a lot of the strategies that we employ as corp Putting children on payroll, putting spouse on payroll, doing 401ks requires a payroll component. So you need to think about that um, as well. And sometimes if you're selling product, you have sales tax. And and that becomes a whole mess in of itself because if you're selling stuff on the internet, right, depending on what state you're in, some states, you know, you'll be taxed in that state and then you may be taxed in other states. So it just becomes very complex. That's why also you need to make sure you're regularly engaging your CPA. You know, one thing that we forgot to do before we end this is we didn't put our disclaimer in. Listen, guys, we don't want y'all coming for us in the streets. Listen, this is for entertainment purposes only. So make sure you get in touch and confer with your tax professional before moving forward with this information. Eric, as always, this was dope. Listen, let the people know how they can get in touch with you if they want to further this relationship and learn more from you. Either go to my website, ericmclaughlinllc.com, make an appointment or call my office at 404 946-1855. Either way, I'd be glad to help you see how we can help. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening as well as supporting Docs Outside the Box. Listen, this show is produced by Darko Media Group and the dope audio experience is edited by the one, the only Christian Parry, also known as your podcast pal. Links to him in the show notes. Listen, this is Dr. Nee. The Doc Outside the Box. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.